Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Pearl Jam with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Today, it's summer. Sunny and rear and, and near record highs of 88. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 55. And for tomorrow, even warmer, partly cloudy. And another near record high of 91. It's already 46 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. It's Thunderbird Thursday. The last one of the uh, of the regular season because the uh, Thunderbirds are going into the playoffs. But uh, we'll have tickets for tomorrow night's game against the Providence Bruins. Also, uh, tomorrow we get such a busy day, we might just have to do open line Thursday today rather than open line Friday tomorrow because there may be no room. Tough problem to have. So there's that and other things today too. Just about 5.36. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Two great tastes that taste great together. Chocolate and peanut butter. Nice. Burger and fries. Of course. Liver and onions. Uh, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny and hot today with a high of 87. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Uh, three weeks ago, I was saying it was 18 inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> and now we're, uh, we're in the middle of a heat wave because tomorrow is going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 90. It is 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. I pushed that button all by myself today. Good for you, Steve. Didn't need a goalie assist. Look, I know, I appreciate your help, but... Hey, uh, hey I'm always here for you, always here to back you up, Steve. S- sometimes, uh, you know, all that training I have, I finally get the right button to push. I'm going to write, write this date down, in case it ever we ever find ourselves at a loss again. That's right, April 13th of 2023 was the day Steve pushed the button on his own. Successfully. Jamie Foxx is in the hospital after suffering an unspecified medical complication. His daughter said he's on his way to recovery Thanks to quick action and uh, great care, nobody's saying what happened, though. What happened? Well, I mean, it's probably a private matter. They, yeah, but, I mean, as uh, <clears throat> as fans of uh, Hollywood news, uh, don't we have a right to know? Uh, yeah, of course. We, You know what? I want his medical record. I want his password for his my chart. I wanted to open up like, a, like an Encyclopedia Britannica. I just want to yeah. go item by item. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you're a family member of Jamie Foxx. You're sitting next to him in the hospital bed, and his phone goes off, and it says, "You have a new message in my chart." Yeah, like, like then you can just put it up to his face, get the face ID, and then check out his medical records. I got this whole thing figured out. It's a good system. Yeah, it really is a good system. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a uh, hero on screen and in his community. He took it upon himself to get a crew together to fill a large pothole in his Brentwood neighborhood in L.A. His spokesperson said there have been several requests made by residents of the Department of Public Works, but to no avail. Arnold tweeted a video of himself and said, quote, Today, after the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that he's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks. Who is that? It's sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's got something else in there, and I can't pinpoint it who it is. Yeah, I was going to say like a concussion injury or something. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it was like that uh, brain injury Dale guy that calls. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger were, were, to, were to be split together. 
That's what he sounded yeah, like. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of cognitive yeah. thing working against him. Uh, I went out with my team and fixed it. I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. Here you go. And uh, it turns out, though, that he may have filled a pothole that was actually for the gas company, like prep work for the gas company uh, coming in. So it wasn't really a pothole. It was... Uh well, no, and, you, and you, when you look at it, it's it's basically a, it's a perfect square. So it's not like it was something that cracked because of weather or, or hmm. wear and tear. It was like a perfect square. So he might be in trouble for that. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. Not being, you know, being confused that a perfect square might, uh, might be a pothole. You just got to uh, ask yourself, what's he going to run for again? Why is he doing that? The head of the DPW? Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, I want to work for the Department of Transportation. I want to watch five men down in a hole. Or no, <laughs> five men want to watch me filling in this pothole. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Prince Harry will attend his father's coronation, but his wife Meghan Markle will not. According to a statement from Buckingham Palace, she will, quote, remain in California with Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. Uh, Harry and Meghan issued the same statement. The coronation goes down Saturday, May 6th, but there will be festivities throughout the weekend. Some suggest uh, Harry won't be there for all three days. You know, uh, they're also saying that because of of the schedule for this whole thing, he's going to have no time with his dad or his brother at all. It's it's all ceremonial. They're not going to be able to sit around the the coffee table drinking coffee. Talking about uh, the old times. Yeah, I've noticed like that relationship among the and among those family members is more just like a business relationship than it is. It's hardly a family. It's it's yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's 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 like individual dysfunctional families. Yeah. all coming together to make a mega dysfunctional. I mean, family. Could, could you imagine like having to call uh, ahead of time to schedule a meeting with either your parents or grand or grandmother? No, I couldn't imagine that. I'm sorry, your grandmother's busy for the next two weeks. Would you like to be put on a waiting list? Well, you could. Waiting list would be a good idea. Listen, she's 98 years old. I don't think there's a waiting list to... <laughs> I don't think there's a waiting list worth waiting on. Uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos have been married for more than 26 years. And what's their secret? They I don't know. F- they fight. Kelly says, quote, I don't understand when people say we never fight. I go, oh, they're in trouble. Mark officially becomes Kelly's co-host on Live on Monday, and you can definitely expect their private lives to spill out <laughs> over the airwaves. Man, a couple working together. Kelly- They're in trouble. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine that? And then eventually, uh, Mark will be doing midday somewhere on a, on a radio station. Exactly. Town. Listen, the last <laughs> thing you want to do is be working with your spouse, and you go home, and then you had that conversation. Well, how was your day today? I don't know. How was your day today? Well, I had a very good day today. Well, I had a very good day today. It's a man-made prison. You talk about your day. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, that would be a hard thing to do to work with your significant other. Yeah, like, I all just, day uh, long. I, mean, it, I love, I love my wife. Don't get me wrong. We yeah, could probably, we could probably hang all day long. But, but when you, when you're at work, sometimes <laughs> you need the space. Uh, you know, my my late wife. You know, we didn't, uh, we didn't fight a lot. You know, we argued about stuff that was just normal. But I think the success was we hardly ever saw each other. No, and that's what made it work. That, well, right, because at least once a week we'd get together and say, hey, guess what happened this week? Because, you know, with the two schedules walking around, you hardly ever saw each other. That's the success. Don't see each other. 
it's worked for you recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah you never know. Uh, could it be that America is finally coming around to the brilliance of uh, the Seinfeld finale? Because the website TV Insider just put out a list of the 10 worst finalities and Seinfeld isn't even on it. They did include Lost in the Sopranos, though, and they uh, seem to be the other two most hated finalities, finales these days. Uh, Game of Thrones. Nobody liked that one. Gossip Girl. Star Trek Enterprise. How I Met Your Mother. Quantum Leap. How did Quantum Leap end? Did he uh, finally make the final leap back home? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Oh, and then uh, Dexter lost and two and a half men. Wow, what are you going to do? And uh, going over to Kim Kardashian, she's ready to get out there and start dating again. Really? Yeah. She just had something to say. Oh, my God, the last... It put, she's putting it out there, is what I meant to oh, say. Oh, okay. Oh, my God, the last time I put it all out there was when Ray, when I sent Ray J after sushi down south and he came back with tomato bisque and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I, I don't even know why you'd miss, uh, miss the bit. Mix the bisque with the sushi. I don't know why you would do that. I think he just got something he wasn't expecting, that's all. Like... <laughs> Caitlin? Unexpected item in the bagging area, yes, you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I never got that under with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her some Sensen for that willy breath. <laughs> Did a little meatball splashing. What, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I tongue-punched the gas box. Oh, my God. There you go. <clears throat> and that <laughs> is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Is your fence old? Water available. Google System 2000 today to contact a local authorized dealer to see how much you can save. Protect your high-mileage vehicle with new synthetic high-mileage synthetic motor oil at O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Formulated to reduce friction and wear to keep engines running better for longer. Try synthetic high-mileage today exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you might be aware, throughout Major League Baseball, fans of the Boston Red Sox are said to be some of the most insufferable people in the world. We are demanding, but dedicated. We don't like to see them lose, but we refuse to trust them when they don't lose. And yet, despite all those years of relentless heartache and sadness, at least we still show up. Get a load of this. Last night, the Tampa Bay Rays won their 12th straight game to start off the season. And while that win came at the expense of the Boston Red Sox, who lost the game 9-7, the Rays are nudging up against history as they are just one win shy of tying the record for the longest winning streak to open a Major League season. That record currently being shared by the 1982 Atlanta Braves and the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers, both ending their winning streak at 13 games. The Rays could tie that record this afternoon against the Red Sox at one. And while the longest winning streak in baseball history is still a long way off, set by the 1916 New York Giants with 26 straight games, here's the most telling statistic of this entire stretch. Of the 29 other teams in the league, guess who has the 27th worst attendance in baseball? The Tampa Bay Rays. 12 straight wins with an average home attendance of only 16,769 people per game, despite their team about to make Major League history. Can you believe that crap? The Red Sox, who they beat last night and will probably beat today, are dead last in their division, and yet their attendance, while not great, is almost double what it is in Tampa. 
What's the problem? Is it too cold out in St. Petersburg? Are you worrying about catching a chill with the wind ripping around those 25,000 empty seats at Tropicana Field every night? Listen, if this were happening in Boston, the Red Sox would be drawing sold-out crowds. But fans in Tampa, they couldn't be bothered. This leads me to ponder whether or not Tampa even deserves to have the hottest team in baseball or whether they're just a bunch of jerks. I'm going to say no, and then I'm going to say yes, because if this were my beloved team, I'd be paying attention. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's grass versus weeds. But wait, here's Scott's, uh, Scott's fourth step, and the turf war is over. You win with a healthy, greener-than-green lawn. Scott's fourth step is only 100 bucks right now with your Ace Rewards card, and you can get it today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock. 614 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Oh, looking at a heat wave for the next couple of days. Sunny and a high of 87 today. Tomorrow, 90 for a high. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. For the love of God. I know. You know it's, uh, that's too quick. You know what? I don't like 90 when it's supposed to be 90. No, I don't like 90 when it's supposed to be 90 either. But I also don't want to turn my air conditioning on yet. Last night I had all the windows open and the the whole house fan just yeah. like uh, getting the breeze through. But then I woke up this morning, at, you know, three ten, and uh, it's freezing in the house, freezing. Well, you left the thing open all night long. Well, what am I supposed to? How do you? What, there's no sleep button uh, to push on the fan. Uh, yeah, but you. I mean, you don't have to have it on. I mean, let's say forty five degrees. I mean, you don't want the house to be forty five degrees. No, but last night when I turned it on, it was like sixty four. So it's not like. Yeah, you know, I knew the temperature was going to go down. I'm not really that bright, Bax. Come on. <laughs> You're a college-educated guy. I mean, you know. Uh, Westfield State that's, College. That's a still a college. And, and college before it became the prestigious university that it now is today. It still had a yeah. certain level they, of prestige back then. No one has ever asked me to step foot on that campus for a school-related issue, even though <laughs> here I am, right, right? Not too far away. Oh, I don't uh, know, Steve. I think I think you're about <laughs> due for an alumni award of some kind. Yeah, I think they want the alumni award when I cough up two hundred and fifty dollars for some <laughs> digital yearbook thing that they were selling. Uh, you know, we talked to uh, Steve Weissman from time to time about scams, and he has that uh, that website scamaside.com. Yep. Well, uh, this one is all kinds of effed up. Uh, there's a scary new scam parents have to worry about. People are now using AI to clone kids' voices and pretend they've been kidnapped. It happened to a mom in Arizona named Jennifer DeStefano. She got a call from a weird number, and when she picked it up, she heard her 15-year-old daughter sobbing on the other end. It was so convincing, she never even questioned if it was real or not. And why would you? You know what I mean? Like, if if you're you're a parent of a child, and you hear your kid crying on the other thing, Mm -hmm. you're going to think that it's real, I would imagine. Uh... She, her daughter said, Mom, I messed up. Then she could hear her crying in the background, and a man said he'd take her to Mexico if he didn't get a million dollars. When she didn't have that much, he said $50,000. Jennifer was at her other kid's dance class when it happened, and the other parents who were listening started freaking out. One, one called 911, and another one called Jennifer's husband. Thankfully, he was able to confirm that their daughter was safe. She was upstairs in her bedroom totally fine. The whole thing lasted about four minutes. Talk about scary, though. Yeah, I mean, that's scary. But you know what? If you're dealing with a with a kidnapper mm-hmm. that starts off in a million and immediately drops down to 50000 mm-hmm. 
I'm pretty sure that by the end of it, you could probably get him down to giving him a sandwich and the, I don't know, maybe a subscription to Newsweek. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, obviously he's not really digging his heels in with the negotiation. <laughs> I mean, I yes, on the surface, somebody who drops from a million to $50,000, you know, they, they, this obviously might be a scam to the people on the outside looking in, yeah. but when you're the parent and you just heard your kid crying on the other end of the phone, you probably would think different. No, I, 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 yeah. I understand how uh, many people might fall for that, but, I mean, listen, if you've got a guy that can't hold his, uh, his own in a basic hostage negotiation, then you're dealing with a moron. I mean, if you're dropping from a million dollars and... F- to fifty thousand dollars in the in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. yeah. I I'm I'm gonna say, all right. Is this like candid camera or something? Is uh, like Alan Funt gonna come back to life and pop out of the closet? You're on candid camera. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Because no. I would think I'm getting played. Yeah, well, they they were getting played, and uh, thankfully they were. She was totally fine. Cloning someone's voice is really easy. You only need a three to four second clip of them to do it. So even a short TikTok video would be enough. Experts say all you can do is be suspicious about any calls coming in from a weird number mm. and question anyone who's pressuring you to send money right away. A reporter talked to a professor at Arizona St- State who specializes in AI. He said that, unfortunately, you can't even trust your own ears anymore. See, this is the, the I, I hear arguments on either side of this whole AI thing. You know, some people say, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so productive. It's going to change society as we know it. And then there's the other uh, part of us where that says this could easily be used for evil. And the moment it is, mm-hmm. how do you prove anything? I mean, how do you know anything is true? Like everything well, about it is, is a ruse. Somebody sent us an article the other day about radio ads. Yes. Like being voiced by these generated Thing. All you do is just put in the script and the voice reads it for you and that eliminates us. Well, we're expendable anyway. But I mean, that's a, but that's a scary thing. Yeah. That, uh, that all of all the great magic you hear on Rock 102 could easily be turned into fakery. Uh, yes, it could. An FBI spokesman said that if it happens to you, report it. They do look into calls like this and sometimes find the people. It's not clear if they've got any leads in this particular case or not. But scary nonetheless. Damn I mean, right. Eh, I'd probably be freaking out if it, my, if, I've, if it was somebody who sounded like my kid on the other end of the line. I would question where the number was coming from, though. Well, would you? Because if your kid was kidnapped, yeah. you know, I mean, you wouldn't know where the number's coming from. I would probably have to think about, uh, you know, because I try to remember where my children are at all times. You know, I, I, I follow that... Uh, that uh, campaign from the 80s it's yeah. 10 p.m do you know where your children are yeah no i get that part um and in but, my brother's case he was out back, back smoking weed under the deck that's where he was at 10 p.m on a yeah, Friday. well yeah maybe what uh what parents and children need to do is establish some sort of uh code word you know to say hey this is for real for so for example if your child was put on the phone and say hey mom dad i've been uh, apprehended um they should drop something like a tippy toe or lemon tree just to <laughs> the be code word to, yeah. to, to just to say this is not a deep fake uh, AI recreation of a conversation. This is yeah. this is actually me. That's actually a good idea. And, uh, you know, we uh, we had that growing up. We had the uh, the code word, the family code word. And it was which was uh, Jameson. Huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was Bud Heavy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, we had a code word that yeah. we would use, you know, to uh, let you know if you're knocking on the door, you know, because my dad, my dad would take us on vacations, and we'd always stay at these cheap motels with the vibrating beds because mm-hmm. that's how you could afford to sending a family of five on vacation to the beach, you know, and uh, <laughs> he'd give you the code word. Just because you never knew. You never knew who was going to be on the other side of the door. Yeah. Knock, knock. Uh, what's the code word? Um, I don't know. Whatever the code word was. <laughs> I don't remember it now. I, I would be lost if it happened. Yeah, well, that's why you got to establish uh, no. new code words. Well, I can't give you the code word because what if I'm using the same code word now with my kids? Right. But if the code word was... I, but yeah, that's why yeah. it's kind of like uh, you know the way we have to change our passwords every 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. You just change your code word. So if your kid gets uh, you know, uh, into trouble in the next 90 days and the code word is lemon tree or tippy toe, mm-hmm. then you're all set. Now you, now you know that it ain't just an AI uh, chat GPT uh, recreation or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, yeah. You, I guess you, I could see your point on that. Uh, you know, trying to figure out if you're being scammed or not but again in the middle of the moment in the heat of the moment in asia the, there yeah, you go yeah. in the heat of the moment uh you could be really confused well of course that's what a good scam's all about is to confuse you into doing stuff you wouldn't normally do like write a check for fifty thousand dollars you know i'm uh i'm thinking about uh you know maybe getting some extra money and maybe doing something <laughs> like this <laughs> There's nothing how, wrong with how, playing how, at people's uh, worst possible fears. How illegal could it be? Uh, That's pretty it, damn illegal. Felony? Would you go to go to jail for ten to twenty years? Perhaps I don't know. You might, but until they catch you, you'd be living high off the hog, wouldn't well, you? That, that's the thing. At least if you're gonna go out. You go out with a big giant fat paycheck. It's six twenty three with Bax and Nagel. <laughs> 102. Looking to add some extra fun and excitement for your Patriots Day weekend? Play the Wheel of Luck from the map. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628. And Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and hot today with a high of 87. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 90. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, this is uh, this is actually kind of uh, hard to believe, but uh, Bacon and Brews is officially a sellout. <laughs> There's wow. no more tickets. So, uh, yeah, if you were hoping to get that delicious bacon, you're going to have to wait till next year. You are. But uh, thanks to our sponsors, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement, The Log Cabin, uh, all the uh, the breweries that will be joining us, like Loophole, uh, Backy's Brewing, Amherst Brewing, Swing Oil Beer, and more. And uh, we're going to let we're gonna, it's going to be a damn fine time at The Log Cabin on the uh, on the 23rd. So Abs- Absolutely. Too bad you waited too long and you can't join us. It's a sellout. Uh, you know what else is all almost sold out? What that show that Marty and I are doing at the shortstop on the 29th? I put that I put that poster up on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, by last night there was 93 out of 100 tickets sold. So <laughs> really? we're yeah. So we're trying to. Uh, I'm going to be uh, talking with uh, with uh, Nabil Hanoush today, who owns the shortstop. Yeah. And uh, see if we can maybe rearrange the room a little bit and try to add a few more tickets because a lot of people want to come see that show for some reason. Speaking of uh, Marty, he'll be filling in for you next week, so it'll just be uh, the two of us. Yeah. Me yeah. and Marty. That'll that's be fun. G- that's going to be a humdinger. Oh, you, you bet. I uh, I will be not listening to you every day when I'm uh, on vacation. I don't blame you. Yeah. Why would I? <laughs> you want to laugh? Yeah, I do. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's Classic Rock.
Hey, what do you see when the Pillsbury Doughboy bends over? I don't know. What do you see when the Pillsbury Doughboy bends over? Donuts. Because he's made of dough. Well, no, he's glazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's that's yeah. what it is. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. 6.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Fire Department was working on two fires happening at the same time Wednesday afternoon. It says is. They haven't updated the story yet. I'm, mm. I, I'm hoping that the fire is out. <laughs> well, he was, what time did it start? Uh, let's. It just said Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it didn't say what time. But yeah, the, if it starts in the afternoon, it's a pretty good indication. By yeah. the following day at 635, yeah. it's probably out. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte said that a car caught fire on caught on fire near Armory Street and 291. The Waze map below showed the bumper-to-bumper traffic. And it says, I, I, I'm reading it in past tense because I'm adding the past tense. I'll just read it the way it was written. The Waze map shows bumper-to-bumper traffic in the area. Now you go down to the Waze map, there's nothing in the area because it's <laughs> Cause it's a live map and there's no ago. traffic around right now. A brush fire was also confirmed on the railroad tracks at Exit 4. 22 News is covering this story and will update as soon as additional information is released. <laughs> well, we're, we're waiting. waiting. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, operation, uh, uh, the several police agencies were assisting in a federal investigation, numerous locations in Feeding Hills, Springfield, and Holyoke Tuesday morning. During a news conference held by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston, seven people are arrested in connection with the theft of catalytic, catalytic converters across Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Nearly 500 catalytic converters were stolen and then sold across state lines valued at roughly $2 million. 500. Yeah. Those That's, are some busy bees. You know what, though? I mean, you think about 500 of them is a lot of, of catalytic converters, but 500 of them equaling $2 million, they're very expensive materials inside of those things. Uh, yeah. Uh, in conjunction with the arrest made from the theft, state police also executed search warrants in Agawam, Springfield, Palmer, and Holyoke. Police seized seven guns, seven motorcycles, a boat, and two jet skis. This is like the showcase showdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> a video from the state police Twitter page shows the vehicles and trailers being towed away. Uh, the following suspects were arrested and charged with conspiracy to transport stolen property in interstate commerce, uh, interstate transportation of stolen property, conspiracy to commit bank theft, bank theft, and money uh, laundering conspiracy. Uh, you got Raphael Devilla. Oh, they all have nicknames. You ready? Yep. Raphael Devilla, a.k.a. Robin Hood. Oh, because he steals rich, from the rich, rich and, and gives, gives to the, the poor. poor. Okay. Sure. Uh, Jose Torres, a.k.a. Goldie or Goldie Tech. He must be the guy that cuts the cuts the catalytic yeah, or, converter. Or pulls the, yeah. uh, the valuable metals from the catalytic converter. And uh, Nicholas Davila, no no nickname. Uh, Jose Fonseca, a.k.a. Charlito. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zachary Marshall, uh, Santo Felberti, and Alexander Oloya, a.k.a. Dirty. He's the one that pulls the... the, the, the Dirty equipment out right. from under the car. So here's the thing that I don't, uh, I don't really get. So it, you said it's two million dollars is what these things sold for, right? Yeah. Don't and, do math. No, I, I already did it. Already did it. And there's five hundred that were stolen. Correct. Yes. 
So that means each one of these things is worth $4,000? Yeah, it could possibly uh, very well be. Well, that's, I mean, that's practically the entire value of my car. Yeah. The car's worth a lot more than $4,000. Uh, have you seen my car? Uh, well, yeah, but uh, you're doing the smart thing. You're not getting a new one right now. It's 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 not financially kind of responsible to get something if you've already, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I uh, To trade that in. I mean, you could get into a nice used car. You can go see my buddy John Kupek over at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. We'll get you into a nice car right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all credit applications are accepted at uh, Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Well, I don't know, Steve. Everyone drives at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Well, that's great, but uh, you know, lately I've been thinking about uh, going to Leah Nissan, Palumba Drive in Enfield. No, 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 no. You can't go <clears throat> That's too far. You're closer to Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Hop, skip, and a jump right over there, right over the line. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Palumba Drive in Enfield is uh, really not that far from my house. Yes, but it's closer to Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Well, that may very well be, Steve, but uh, right now I'm You want to insult Nissan. my friend John Kupek? No, I'm not. I set up a meeting with you and him. I like John Kupek. I do, too. He's a good man, but, it's like, but you know what? Uh, their general manager, uh, yeah. Michael Kay, is a good dude, too. Well, maybe they can... Uh, Maybe we can all sit down and have have lunch together, and we'll talk it all out. We'll talk about cars. That's right. Yeah, we'll talk about the difference between Nissans or, you know, Toyotas. Just sitting around chewing the fat. Nothing wrong with that. Uh -uh. I like chewing fat. Uh, A portion of the Mohawk Trail was closed Wednesday afternoon following a motorcycle crash with deadly injuries, according to the Mass DOT and Mass State Police. Uh, State Trooper Brandon Doherty said uh, troopers from the Shelburne Falls barracks were called to a crash involving a motorcycle and a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee around 1 p.m. Wednesday. A 2005 Harley-Davidson struck the SUV as it was pulling back into the roadway. The operator of the Harley, Gregory Herzig, 66 of Coleraine, was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he was declared deceased. Uh, Troop B of the Mass State Police, the Mass uh, Collision Analysis and Reconstruction Team, uh, and the Crime Scene Services section are conducting an ongoing investigation into the crash. Uh, the name of the pedestrian who was struck and killed by a car on Saturday in Athol has been released, according to the Northwestern DA's office. 29-year-old Kyle Bezio of Athol died from his injuries after being hit by a car on Route 202 in the area of 150 Daniel Shays Highway just before 10 p.m. Saturday. The 20-year-old driver from Athol and his passenger stopped and tried to help Bezio before he was taken by ambulance to the hospital where they determined he died from the accident. The driver has not been charged in connection with the crash. Crash is being investigated by the Athol Police and State Police Troopers assigned to the detective unit and the accident reconstruction team. Uh, Springfield man was arrested on Tuesday afternoon after a traffic stop on Route 20 in Westfield or West Springfield. Around 2 p.m., officers conducted a traffic stop due to speeding on Route 20 near Rogers Avenue. The driver, identified as Stephen Santiago of Springfield, was allegedly going 63 in a 40. Due to a suspended license, he was arrested. Mr. Santiago, may I offer you a application to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge? <laughs> it's one thing if you're going to be speeding and, uh, you know, might be able to afford that speeding ticket. Right. But uh, to be doing the douchebaggery of speeding while with a suspended license is day one at the Nagel University College of Knowledge. See, when you're driving on a suspended license or uh, no license at all mm-hmm. uh, for whatever possible reason, you forgot it at home, you don't want to, um, how shall I put this, draw attention to oneself. No, you want, no. you want to, What you want to do is kind of blend into the crowd. Yeah. And in and a search of the vehicle revealed that a loaded Ruger SR-22 caliber semi-automatic pistol, well, that makes the 21 caliber look like a pop gun. 
Yes, it does. Uh, found in the unlocked glove box that was stolen out of Vermont and a bottle of white powdery substance, which was confirmed to be cocaine. Mm. He's failed. He failed. You did, you failed before you even got accepted. <laughs> You're not even willing to learn, are you, Mr. Santiago? No, he's you know he's he's marching to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. And, and you he, know how you know how messed up that can be. Yeah, and he uh, he definitely um, he he definitely has some thinking to do now. Definitely, don't you think? Oh yeah. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested on I two ninety one and faces ten charges after police tried to pull uh, after police pulled him over for operating an unregistered slingshot motorcycle. You know those, uh, yeah, those three wheeled things that sit low to the ground. Uh, according to the Springfield police, uh, according to the Springfield police spokesperson Ryan Walsh, at approximately six thirty five p.m. on Tuesday. Officers observed a man not wearing a helmet while operating a slingshot on West Street. The registration came back as revoked. It's just been revoked. <laughs> Police uh, conducted a traffic stop on I-291 near exit 5B. The operator, identified as 42-year-old Raymond Maldonado, did not have a license to operate the motorcycle. Uh, officers found a large-capacity firearm inside of a black satchel, and he was, uh, he was wearing an open containers of alcohol inside as well. Raymond uh, Maldonado was arrested and charged with a slew of charges, including motor vehicle equipment violation, unregistered motor vehicles, open containers, yada, 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 and that was it. You know, again, college knowledge would have turned this whole thing around. Yeah, I'm a little upset uh, by the people of this area. Nobody's been listening to that. Nobody's been listening to my advice. Can't I just give advice sometime and well, people that's, just take it? Yeah, sure, but, but this is why you need to open the doors of the uh, College of Knowledge. You know, th that's why there needs to be, like, uh, certificates of participation, uh, more T-shirts. Uh, Max, know. I'm giving free lessons on the air every day, and nobody is listening to that. <sighs> well, then what else are they listening to? Um, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, fake phone calls, probably. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today. Uh, Going to be sunny and hot with a high of 87. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high of 90. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. The tune in. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 649. And the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You remember the other day when I was saying uh, those uh, the, the people on the school committee? Uh, in East Hampton, yeah. went during the public forum where people were, were voicing their complaints, the, the school committee members were turning their cameras off, right? And then we just got some screenshots of uh, Mayor no, Nicole LaChapelle, <laughs> who seems to have a little tomato sauce on the corner of her mouth. Uh, maybe she was just eating spaghetti maybe. while listening to, to, to the, the townspeople uh, voice their opinions. Yeah, I've always uh, tried to maintain a... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, a a uh, face washing ritual before any Zoom meeting. I always wash my face just just to be sure. Yeah, I I, I do too. Just to yeah, you don't you don't want to be caught with uh, tomato sauce on your face. No, no, I don't want to. I, listen, it, it's bad enough that the school committee's got egg on their face. Never mind pasta sauce. Uh, you know, I uh, I spoke yesterday. You know, we were talking earlier this week about the the parking fees over at uh, the air show going on in Westfield, which is happening uh, coming up in May. And, uh, you know, I expressed my irk with the fact that, you know, this should be a free event. And even though it is a free event, you have to pay for parking. 
and it's the only place you can park. There right. are no buses going to any parking lots or anything like that. And the parking yeah. is uh, not cheap. It's not cheap, and it's and it's limited too. Yeah. So, you know, I spoke with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Mindek yesterday, who's a pilot. I didn't ask him to say "talk to me, Goose." I figured that would be like one of those things that he probably hears all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that's something you ask after the conversation is lo- right. largely over. But uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mindek, uh, very very nice gentleman. Uh, he, you know, he he said, you know, we understand, you know, what's that that can be taxing to people who want to go see a free show, and, and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of people that have money. But you know, the way he explained it to me, it's not their fault. It's a budget that's given to them by the federal government, and they're like, "You got to make this work with with the dollars that we're giving you." So, and there's construction going on on that on that airport thing, and you have to hire police officers, and you have to do all this traffic detail. You don't have enough money sometimes for the budget. Okay. So this is like, because I, you know, I made the joke. I said this this decision is above your pay grade, isn't it, sir? And it, yes, yeah, it is. Sure. So you got you got to think about that. That's the federal government. So I think maybe asking a guy like Richie Neal might be a better uh, solution to that. Yeah, than- but, you, but you don't know whether or not Richie Neal had anything to do with that decision. No, no, either. no. I'm not saying Richie Neal had to. I'm talking yeah. about government involvement. You know, you, the, the the folks over at Barnes are only getting a finite number of dollars from the government, but yet are told to put on the, these big shows. And I know it sounds weird, but I, I could understand where they were coming from right. when I was talking to them. Well, it's and not it, so unlike when we were doing the live show a couple of years yeah. ago where, where we were given absolutely no budget to put on a great show and right. then charge people. Yeah. And, of course, in order to afford that show, we had to pass the savings and the cost on to our listening audience who who bought tickets. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and what have you. I mean, I kind of I kind of get that. But if you're doing a show that the federal government is largely paying for, then you can maybe scale back on one or two things in the air show, and no one's going to know the difference, and you you draw even. Yeah. I mean, do you need all of the Blue Angels? Couldn't you have, like, one Blue Angel? Yeah, maybe we could cut it down. One Thunder. Condense it. Yeah, one Thunderbird up there. Uh, but we will be talking to someone within the next couple of weeks about all, right. all the things that are going to go on at the air show, because they, they do have really cool displays. I don't want to discourage people from not seeing the thing. I'm just irked about the idea that you have to at least pay after yeah, yeah. after not having to pay for so many years. Right, and I they're get that. and they're obviously encouraging people to carpool and all that stuff. And uh, I don't want to sound like I'm diminishing all the great work that the folks over at at the Barnes Air National Guard base do, because it's not their fault. It's it's a budgetary issue. Now you yeah you uh you seem to believe this excuse. I mean it's it, it is possible it's, that uh, he's just kind of giving you a bunch of guff, uh, a bunch of BS. I don't I don't know about that. I I I you're you're pretty easily swayed against things though. Steve. I'm very easily swayed. You're very gullible. I mean I could probably change your mind like that on any number of topics. Well, if you maybe you know what if a if somebody tried to scam me with a voice of you crying on the other end saying Bax is kidnapped, I'd be like. Yeah. Sorry, wrong number, and I'd hang up the phone. All right, and yeah. I'd probably do what I could with yeah. my fake AI voice to yeah. change your mind. Yeah, uh, fifty. Uh, we need we need a million dollars to release Mister Baxendale. I ain't got a million dollars. How about twenty five? Uh, no, because we can't even afford a producer. How about so I don't ten dollars. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'll give you a bag of beef jerky and uh, a giant slushie. And this, yeah. 
clean toothpick. Yes. Uh, hey, listen up. Uh, open line Thursday uh, this morning because tomorrow is jam-packed with all kinds of stuff. So open line today rather than tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's show, uh, we have Dr. Wes Chesterson coming in uh, yep. after 8 o'clock. And speaking of uh, doctors, Dr. Vito Perone and his attorney, uh, James Winston, will be here too. So yes. there you go. It's uh, it's Ladies Day here at the Bax and Nagel <laughs> show. Lots of ladies coming in. Uh, Lots of them. It's a free discount show. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's coming up tomorrow, but a lot coming up uh, a little bit later on this morning. It's about uh, 6.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I love the internet. Every bit as much as the next guy. Are you kidding me? I'm on that damn thing all day. Researching stuff like deep fake conspiracy theories, cat videos, UFO sightings. So when the idea of watching NFL games on the internet uh, came out, it certainly had its intrigue. But I'm not going to be one of them weak-minded imbeciles that falls for that sort of trap. Yesterday, I told you that YouTube has officially announced its pricing structure for now that they have obtained the exclusive rights to the NFL Sunday ticket, which they obtained when DirecTV was unable to renew their long-standing contract. The Sunday ticket gives you access to every NFL game being played on a particular weekend. And what I told you yesterday is that if you are a current subscriber to YouTube, YouTube's TV Premier Package, you can get the Sunday ticket for an extra $249 but without the subscription, the NFL Sunday ticket will cost you $449 unless you jump in early at the pre-sale price of $349. And since YouTube TV will cost you $11.99 a month or $143.88 a year, that means the whole thing will wind up costing you far more than it's worth. But here's the thing I didn't tell you. Did you realize that by watching football on YouTube, you will experience something known as latency? In this case, latency refers to the length of time that real-time data can be converted to an online service. In other words, your $249 subscription rate will entitle you to see every play long after it actually happens. How long of a delay are we talking about here? According to reports, that delay could be as much as 54 seconds. I don't think that's a big deal. Try waiting 54 seconds for your McNuggets at the McDonald's drive-thru and tell me that didn't take too long. Listen. I get sports notifications jumping out of my phone every Sunday afternoon. Give me a 54-second delay on YouTube and you're looking at an afternoon of NFL spoilers that do nothing but ruin the entire football experience. If that's worth $11.99 a month and a $249 subscription fee for, uh, for you, then knock yourself out. I'd rather watch the game for free and not have to pay them see what happened 54 seconds after they happened. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. Hurtin', isn't it? Jeremy to the rescue. Jeremy is a lawn care specialist at the South Hadley Rockies. Ask Jeremy about Scott's four-step or anything else. Good people like Jeremy and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 87. Tomorrow, uh, sunny and hot as well. 
high of 90. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. <laughs> uh, next hour, open line Thursday. Haven't done one of those in a long time So uh, because tomorrow is so damn full. We're jam-packed. We have guests every hour and uh, even quarter hours and oh, all yeah. that other it's, good stuff. It's going to be way too much activity. Can't tell you that later on this hour, uh, your chance at winning uh, Thunderbird Thursday tickets. The last Thunderbird Thursday of the regular season because now they're heading in to, uh, to the postseason. But yeah. tomorrow night... They're taking on the Providence Bruins, and we'll have tickets to that game, plus a bunch of other stuff, too. See, uh, if you win those tickets, uh, you can buy a Thunderbird in pregame before you get to the Mass Mutual <laughs> Center, and then uh, you'll be you'll have like a Thunderbird afternoon. There you go. Uh, you know, I was just, re- uh, well, impre- very impressed by the Tampa Bay Rays, who have now won, what, 12 in a row? 12 in a row. All right. So uh, you think they're going to do number 13 today? You know, as a Red Sox fan, because they're playing Red Sox today at 1-1, uh, I would like to think that the Red Sox would somehow find a way to beat them, but yeah. uh, I'm going to say, going out on a limb, I think the Red Sox are going to lose today, and they're going to have their 13th straight win, which ties a record for the most wins to start off a season in Major League history. Right. Um, I, uh, the stadium empty. This is the thing I yeah. don't I, I don't get. You know, if uh, let's let's say it was, and I talked about this in my view from a couch last hour. If it were the Red Sox or the Yankees, even better, if it were the Yankees or the Red Sox that knocked off 12 wins in a row to start off their season, Mm -hmm. those stadiums would be completely sold out. Fenway, Yankee Stadium, you couldn't get near it. You know what the average attendance of Tampa is so far this season? The average. They had the 27th worst attendance record in the uh, in Major League Baseball, there's only 30 teams. Yeah, they're not down to 27. I mean, the Yankees are at number four. Red Sox are at number uh, 16. They're right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, but they've only averaged 16,769 uh, fans per game. It's yes. a stadium that holds more than 47,000 people. It's a nice stadium too. I I really enjoyed watching a game down there. I went down there on. Uh, Fourth of July, back yeah. uh, I don't know four years ago or so, and uh, it was a great, great uh, setup. Uh, f- plenty of parking nearby, <laughs> yeah. like you can, you, you know, because yeah. you didn't have to walk very far. The parking lot wasn't that full. But you know what? Uh, when when you when you hear about that, you see pictures of it. You go there. You say to yourself, "Okay, uh, there's thirty thousand, thirty-two thousand empty seats mm-hmm. in this stadium, and their team is about to break history. This city doesn't deserve." No. The Tampa Bay Rays. Not at they all. They don't deserve to have a baseball team that's about to become historically relevant. Well, I mean, if you just uh, can't you just trade teams? Wouldn't the Red Sox wouldn't the Red Sox benefit by just trading every single player? Well, they're for them. They practically have done that anyway. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if like, they're not trading them, they're watching them walk away with but, injuries. But MLB should allow a whole team trade. Hey, look, uh, you know what? We're doing really good. Let's be let's be Yankees. <laughs> let's be Red Sox or whatever. You know. Uh, that I mean, they, that they, would be make some for some interesting financial deals. Yeah, I mean, you and I are both baseball fans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this were happening to either one of our favorite teams, we'd be out of our minds with excitement. The yeah. people in Tampa, they don't care. I, I'm the kind of guy that just loves going to a ball game. I love, I, I like I, the experience I, is terrific. I can watch any team. If it was like Tampa Bay and and uh, the Orioles, I, I, you could get into it. I, you can just get into watching a baseball game, especially with all the sounds and sights. Yeah. But when the sounds and sights don't include the people yelling at, you know, like, yay! You hear what? When somebody hits a home run, they're like, good job. 
You can hear it. Hot, you can hear it from across the stadium. Hot dog guy. Yeah, hot dog guy. Can I have another one? You know, I, I've I've been to a number of different stadiums. Mm-hmm. Been to uh, you know, been to you know, Camden Yards. I've been to the old Comiskey. I've been to yeah, uh, you know, Wrigley Field. Uh, you know, Miller Park in uh, in Milwaukee. Been to all those. So you know, and they're all got you know a a, a great feel about yeah. it. And people go to those games. They actually attend those games. They buy yeah. tickets, they find their seat, and they sit, and they watch the game. Yeah. And oftentimes, they stay to the very, very end. Yeah. But at Tampa, you can buy a ticket for like 10 bucks and sit wherever the hell you yeah, damn well please. Because there ain't nobody who's going to come yeah. in the seventh inning and say, hey, dude, you're in my seat. Yeah. There was, there was plenty of open seats at the game that I went to. And you could have walked like even down closer if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty weird to see a a, a number one team <laughs> not have that many people go watch them. But I remember years ago, I had friends, you know, these friends who were huge Red Sox fans, and they would go to like all these different games because they had money to do so. Sure. And uh, but they said, you know, they they would always go to Baltimore. They'd get out. Oh. They get on a plane yes. and they would fly to Baltimore and I and they get a hotel, they'd stay overnight and then they'd come back and I go, well, "Isn't it easier to just drive 90 miles into the city of Boston to see them play?" And he goes, "It's a hell of a lot cheaper to get on a plane at Bradley, fly down to Baltimore and see a Red Sox game there than it is to actually drive into Boston and park and get tickets and all that other stuff for and, the day. You know what's crazy? Because I took my kid. We were in uh, Baltimore, you know, many years ago, mm-hmm. and I took my kids to Camden Yards. The Balt- uh, the Orioles were going to take on the Red Sox, uh-huh. and I said to my kids, "I said, listen, you know, you're you're in Baltimore, so you know, you got to kind of the keep- Red Sox do good yeah. things. When that happens, you know, you kind of want to be mindful that you're in a stadium full of uh, mm-hmm. Orioles fans." Well, we get there. Guess what? They're all Red Sox. It's fans. all Red and, Sox, and fans. it was the same for the Yankees down at Tampa Bay at, at the Tropicana Field. Yeah, that there was more Yankees fans there than anybody else, which is more understandable because Florida is kind of like that melting pot of people coming from all over the country. So you'd probably have a lot of people from up north uh, who are fans transplanted down there. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean there aren't people from the Tampa St. Pete area. That were born and bred in that area, they no. ha- now have the hottest team in baseball, and they're not even showing up. Well, I mean, meanwhile, yeah, here and here I am giving you perfectly good uh, instructions on the tee to see the last place Boston Red Sox on opening day. But think about you know regionally, you know how popular things are in different regions of the country. You know, high school football, it's a popular kind of everywhere. Yeah. But if you go down south, they build like these giant these meccas and they're they're almost like full professional stadiums. Actually. You know, yeah. Actually, if you go uh to say like southern or midwestern schools for college football, yeah. those stadiums are almost twice as big as the NFL stadiums. Right, because they have such a following for those things. So I I think it has to do with the regional demand of what sports people are into. You know, I don't, I don't know what uh, do the Dolphins do well when they sell out? Do they sell out crowds at the Dolphin Stadium? They probably. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure the Dolphins have got the your your great attendance. It's the freaking Dolphins for crying out loud, right? But I don't know. But it's even, just- but even if you look at the attendance figures, <laughs> Miami is second to last. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, in Major League Baseball with fifteen thousand people showing up per game. And the only one lower than them is Oakland. 
And there's plenty of reasons to, want, to not want to go into Oakland. That's the last one, Oakland? Oakland. Dead last at 11,000 people per game. Wow. I'd like to go to Oakland and watch a game. Yeah. Why not? Well, watch. There's plenty of available seating. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, I just think I just think it's a shame that you know you have something that's in your town that's great and you're not out there at least, at least paying attention to them. Even 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 like uh, like the Springfield Thunderbirds, for example. Okay, you know, when you know for years they struggled with attendance and then all of a sudden they start playing great and they start marketing themselves more aggressively and you know there's probably a little bit more money behind the team to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And now you have one of the best uh, you know, success stories in the AHL because right. they have completely turned around their attendance figures as a result of all that stuff. Well, maybe uh, Oakland and uh, Tampa Bay need a Nate Costa on their team. Well, to, let's kinda... not take Nate Costa out of the area if we can if we can yeah. possibly help it. Uh, but, you know, Tampa's got the hottest team in baseball, mm-hmm. and they're about to break a record probably even today and go beyond it. And no one's showing up. Oh, it's that age-old question: If a if a number one team uh, has the longest winning streak in the history of Major League Baseball, is anyone there to watch watch it? <laughs> if a team wins a baseball game and there's no one there to see it live, yeah. did it actually happen? Yeah, I thought I was watching a like a pre-pandemic replay of a game yesterday when I saw that Tampa Bay Stadium. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're back to Corona standards again. They're playing in empty of fields. They don't even have people masked up. Do you remember how surreal that was? Oh, I know. Like you know, and my my uh, my nephew, my nephew in law. I get it's my niece's husband. Sure, Uh, he works for the uh, the Atlanta Braves. He works in the marketing department for the Braves. Right, and uh, I said to him, you know, watching some of those games, I said, I I get the whole cardboard cutout thing in the thing, but I also see people sitting in those seats. Who are the people sitting in the seats? And he's like people like myself and he goes what happens is those people who have purchased season tickets get they're allowed to have they this was during the covid right they were allowed to have a cardboard cutout if they wanted to of themselves uh <laughs> you know thing so, so if a ball were to be hit into the stands one of these guys would go get it then they'd mail the ball to whoever would whose seat it was closest really to. yeah i thought that was a cool idea that is a cool idea. It's not as cool as being there yourself and you know grabbing a ball out of some child's hands. But, True, but that's still cool. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's. <laughs> but but I felt like when I was watching the Tampa game, like, oh wow, it's like this again. I you know I don't I don't know what they uh, they do in their local uh, broadcast for uh, for Rays games, but mm. I wonder if they pipe in the, the the fake crowd noise like the NFL did during you, the pandemic. You probably have to. Yeah. You, you can't play baseball in total silence. No. Well, yeah, I mean the, the radio broadcast. You're like, "Ooh, did a mouse just? <laughs> is that mouse flatulence I just heard from center field?" Is <laughs> one of them one of them water rats that live down in Tampa? Yeah. It's seven twenty with Bax and Dangle on Rock One Hundred Two. Every- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 729 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a hot one today. Sunny with a high of 87 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 90. It's uh, 51 in downtown Springfield. All right. Uh, very quickly, yeah. I want to mention uh, Baxi's musical uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, my guest this week has been Jim Scafish. Really good interview about a, a real trailblazer in music from the 1970s. You can check that out uh, on uh, rock102.com. 
Also, some of the other episodes I've done in the last couple of weeks, uh, people from The Alarm, Sisters of Mercy, The Go-Go's, Blur, Violent Femmes. Next week, my guest is going to be John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. That's awesome. That's a real awesome one. That's going to be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Uh, I'm a big fan of them. I saw them at the uh, the Bowery Ballroom in uh, New York City years ago. Yeah. And what they- a great show that they put. And it's a lot of it's improv. So you know because all their any of their shows are yeah. you you watch uh, you know I've I've heard some you know some of their live albums yeah they play some of the same tracks but it's a little bit different each time each time you hear them live they're they're about to play um the, in the next couple of months uh with uh, at the Hollywood Bowl mm-hmm. in Los Angeles with the band Sparks mm-hmm. now Sparks I've interviewed the guys from Sparks before. Uh, and they have a documentary about uh, called the Sparks Brothers. Yeah, it's a it's, there's a lot of similarities between these two bands, and it may just be the best double bill I've ever heard in my life. So yeah, make that you sure you uh, check that out next Monday here on Rock102.com. Look, I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I do want to send out a big congratulations uh, to Brian Lapis, who won a local TV personality in the Bally Advocate Best of 2023. That's terrific. Yeah. Way to go, Brian. Yeah. Was, uh, was nobody else available for uh, this year's award? Uh, Dave Manson was number two, and Ciara Speller was number three. Ooh. Ooh, that's got to burn, huh? Ooh. Can you imagine them two walking in the newsroom together? Hey, Brian. Well, hello, Ciara. <laughs> you know, that, that kind you know, of thing. The funny part about it is I can hear that tone of voice in Brian's, uh, in Brian's delivery yeah. all day long. And the uh, favorite local radio personality was Monty Belmonte. Really? Yeah. Even though he's no longer on, well, yeah. I mean, no longer on radio every day. Right. Well, well, they have a trend of that because number two is two, uh, you and another guy I've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> How timely. Very timely. Very, Very timely. timely. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's, right. that's 18 months have passed and no one knows. No one notices. Unbelievable. Yeah. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's 736 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Max. A major multi-state crackdown on a catalytic converter theft ring with seven people from Western Mass uh, at the center uh, of it at, on Wednesday. I don't even know what that means. Investigators are calling the leader of the group extremely organized. One woman in Aguam described what she woke up to uh, yesterday morning as FBI agents raided her neighbor's home. Uh, multiple vehicles, lots of lights, lots of noise, lots of chaos, said Dan, uh, Deb Brian Seco. And just not knowing what's going on, that was a little unsettling. Mm. I can imagine that. You know, you, you're sitting there, you're getting up and getting your morning coffee, and then uh, all of a sudden there's a bunch of police cars, like, right on your property or right near your property because they're raiding your neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. Like, what's going on over there? I put the coffee down. That's how uh, interested I would be. One time I, I lived, uh, again, that street I could never remember I lived on over in Springfield, but I always remembered the street behind it was Crown Street because that's where all the action was. Was it Orange? No, it was, uh, I don't remember. It's near the White Street School. and uh, Oh, yeah, we've stuff. talked yeah, about we, this we've before. We've talked, and I could still never remember, even though I've been told many times what the street was. I could never remember <laughs> what the street was. It's always the street behind me. Anyway, I lived on the third floor. It was like in the attic apartment. Right. And uh, one morning, uh, I had wor- you know, worked nights or something, and I, and I got up around 10 a.m. Uh, to go have some coffee, and as I'm... Getting my coffee, I hear this commotion going on outside, and I 
look out the back slider door, and then I open the slider door. And it was snow. It was winter time. There's okay. snow everywhere, and uh, this kid is jumping over the fence. And there's this cop, uh, multiple cops with like the rifles. Don't do it, you know, yelling at him, right? And yeah. then I peek out the window and I hear, "Get back in your house!" You know, like stop being a looky loo. Well, well, I mean, how? What are we? What are you supposed to do? Well, I want to watch the action. Of from course, above. You, you're yeah. a human being. So, you're low on uh, entertainment stuff. So I had to close the blind and look through and uh, oh, yeah, that's watch safe. that happen. Yeah, that'll uh, be. But that that was like. That was like your situational awareness. Like, what the hell is going on? Turns out they had been watching this house on Crown Street for many, many months, and mm-hmm. it had, uh, like a drug raid over there. But uh, yeah, uh, it's like uh, Mrs. Kravitz. I want to know Abner, what's going on across the street? What's up with the Stevens family tonight? You know, the thing is, uh, I'm looking at this at the story. So you got 500 catalytic converters stolen. Okay. It's seven people involved in this uh, in this catalytic converter uh, ring. That means that every one of those guys, assuming they're all doing the same job, yeah, is responsible for the theft of seventy one point four catalytic converters each. Those are that's a busy group of folks. You know, it could be these are the main players in the ring. Right, there maybe, could be other ones that you know you're sending people out to go do it for you. Yeah, but the profit margin is all blown apart. I mean, more people you have, you know, the more people got to get paid. Whereas if you keep it down to like the the basic seven, everyone's going to get their money. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's really just a matter of uh, dollars and cents. The catalytic converter business. It's not a bad profit margin. I don't know. Yeah, two well, million dollars. You know, you you grab a sawzall, you go underneath the car. That job is done in like twenty seconds. Boom. Uh, FBI agent Joseph Bonalavanta described a, a, the leader, Davila, as extremely organized and said they were able to connect the dots quickly once they discovered he used his maroon Acura to transport each targeted theft before the crew allegedly sold the valuable car parts to a man named Jose Torres. Once in possession of the stolen converters, our investigation found that Rafael Davila routinely transferred them to the middleman, Jose Torres, who we believe stockpiled thousands of them from multiple burglary crews and transported them to buyers in Rhode Island, New York, and New Jersey for a hefty profit. Uh, Torres is being accused is accused of bringing uh, between $30,000 to $80,000 per week Man. to those buyers who are now also facing charges. That's unbelievable. What a great business that is. It is a great business. I mean, so, I realize it's illegal, but man, you think about it. Well, I, I'm, I'm confused. Were they bringing them to like scrapyards and stuff, or were they like that's what I don't understand? Well, ultimately, I believe that's where they. That's go. what you. That's where they go. Right, but it's the people who bought them. So does that mean the people who own the the salvage yards who bought them are in trouble? Because I don't think that usually happens. I don't know. I mean, I think most people in uh, metal salvage are some of the most law abiding citizens in the world. Uh, I don't know. Never about heard that. anyone make an argument to the to the uh, to the contrary. Two weeks after allegations of sexual harassment service, the judge ordered a Holyoke police captain to stay away from an officer he supervises. The Holyoke department says it cannot comment due to its ongoing investigation. After a Chicopee judge on Tuesday extended the restraining order for another year, questions remain over how Captain Manuel Reyes will be allowed to work with a police officer he cannot be closer to 50 yards from. The order issued on March 28th prevents Reyes from abusing the victim. Uh, Mass Live is withholding the uh, person's identity or contacting the woman in any way and states Reyes must stay at least 50 yards away from her. The judge in the Chicopee, uh, the judge in Chicopee added that Reyes must stay away from the woman from where she may live, and all conditions apply until at least April 11th of 2024. 
Yeah, how do you do that? That would be like you filing a restraining order against me. It would mean that you'd have to be in another room uh, away from me at all times. Right. Yeah. And it would have to be very meticulous rules on how we could contact each other. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, Something to think about. I have to put that in my back pocket. But you're talking about a job that requires you to be up and moving with the public and interacting with people and things like that. So how do yeah, you... Yeah, I mean, if you're a firefighter and, and you're going into a burning building you know, and, and, and together, that is not the time to bring up the fact you need to be 100 feet away from uh, the person that filed. Right. Because you're, you're fighting a fire together. Uh, Joe Pasella, a criminal defense attorney based in Springfield, represented Reyes in Chicopee District Court on Tuesday. He said in an email statement, we are extremely disappointed with the court's inexplicable decision, uh, which largely concerns allegations from a workplace romance, is what they're characterizing it as, that took place over three years ago. Pasella argued that the interactions between Reyes and the woman were consensual. It did not seem to be a fair procedure or application of the law of the facts of this case. I expect this decision to be overturned on appeal. But it is an interesting uh, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you uh, manage that? I don't know. Businessman Eric Shore, who is facing the possibility of losing multiple Northampton liquor licenses at inactive businesses, told city officials last week that plans are progressing that could breathe new life into two of his properties. Shore said in a meeting with Northampton licensing officials that he remains in discussions with a new tenant who could fill the Center Street property that is uh, held by his shuttered bar and nightclub, The Basement. Shore also told the city license committee that uh, he hopes to announce a revamped schedule at the Calvin Theater on King Street, the largest of the signature music halls he owns in downtown Northampton. Shore appeared before the commission last Wednesday to provide an update on his plans for the two properties, a condition the board set as it explores whether to revoke some of Shore's liquor licenses at businesses that have sat dormant or have seen infrequent use since the pandemic. You know, I mean, you could have all these other businesses that want to open up and do right. things, but if you, there's not enough liquor licenses available, and the ones that are are in shuttered businesses, it would make sense to revoke those. You know, the thing about this is that these issues with these licenses preceded the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been holding on to these things for years, yeah. and it was long before, you know, uh, you know, you know, COVID started to hit. So, I mean, honestly, dude, I mean, what do you hold it? I mean, I realize they have value, but if they're not being used, it's hurting the city. Right. Shore told the commission that discussions for a more active schedule at the Calvin are moving forward in a, quote, decent manner. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know, when that comes to light. When, you know, when- I guess. Uh, and uh, a 36-year-old man named Joseph Moulton got a little drunk on Saturday, broke into a police station, and defecated on the floor. Is that wrong? Are you not supposed to do something like that? I got to plead ignorance here. And I, I know. Known. Uh, it all happened at the police headquarters in Naples, Florida, and that's not all he did. Here's how it went down. First, he scaled a fence outside, got into an unlocked cop car, and hung out there for a few minutes. Then he hid in some bushes until no one was looking, found a hose, shoved it under the door, and turned it on. It's like Dennis the Menace. No kidding. That Uh, that kid's a tough little scamp. The lobby ended up flooding with an inch of water. Somehow, no one noticed any of this. Then, once he was in the building, he took a shower in the locker rooms, put on a police uniform and bulletproof vest, tossed a $1,000 police radio in the toilet, and defecated on the floor of the woman's bathroom. (sighs) He was in a bathroom. The idea that you could get into a police station and do all these things... 
tends to make me think that there's not really good security at the police department in Naples, Florida. You think? You should be able to have that. I mean, there should be cameras all over that place. He was gone before anyone realized what happened, but they were able to identify him because it turned out he'd left his wallet and ID behind. They found it in a police car he had gotten into outside, but that's not actually how they tracked him down. An employee at a 7-Eleven called the police after Joseph walked in, still drunk, wearing an official police jacket. He was gone by the time they got there, but they found him a few hours later. He was shirtless at that point, so he apparently ditched the police uniform. He tried to hide in the bushes again, but they got him in custody. Turned out he was so drunk, he didn't remember doing any of it. Now, that's a good night. That's that's a good buzz. Now, uh, not for nothing, but if you are in... The, a bathroom, a public restroom, male uh, or female or gender non-specific bathroom, um, and you miss the toilet completely by a couple of yards, mm-hmm. that's just reckless. It is reckless. That's reckless drinking right there. Yeah. Know well, your limit. Well, I guess uh, when you got to go, you got to go. I guess, but at least use the toilets in the room. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 87. Tomorrow, sunny and hot as well with a high of 91. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 87. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high of 91. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. That's amazing. 91. Yeah. It's like we've skipped spring and jumped right into summer. It's going to be hot out there today. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? You heard that. Are you ready to hear this? I am. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Okay. Uh, Let's start with some advice. Here's a crime reporter's advice on what to do if a stranger is at your door. Okay. Okay. You should not get quiet and pretend you're not home whenever someone knocks on your door. They want to hit a house that's empty. They want to kick in your door when you're gone, take all your stuff, and leave. And it's terrible, but it's way worse if you kick in that door and there you are inside pretending you're not there. Now you're face-to-face with a criminal. So the vast majority of these burglars tell me they like to hit Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Why? Because they think you're gone. They want an empty house. But they're not sure you're gone, so what do they do? They knock, and boom, they kick it. It's called a knock and a kick. Let's try to prevent that from happening altogether. So the next time somebody knocks, don't get quiet. Make noise. Or you could just sit there with a gun on the other side of the door, and when they kick it in, you blow them away. Yeah, well, as soon as they cross that threshold, game know, over. I mean, I know that uh, your stand your ground laws are out there, but yeah. uh, you know, I'd probably answer the door, uh, send them away. Uh, clip number two for a throwback Thursday. Uh, here's an old film that was made for high school girls back in uh, the 1940s. The advice of getting daily exercise, proper diet, avoiding fried foods, using deodorant, washing face and hair, and uh, getting beauty sleep still holds up today. Listen to how it was presented in the old film. Good morning, girl. I'm going to talk to you this morning about the way you look. Now, I've heard it said that we women attach too much importance to our appearance, but that isn't true. Good health and intelligent physical care are the foundations of all beauty. Sleep comes next to cleanliness as a beauty base. Not just going to bed if that means sitting up writing letters or listening to music. I've seen lots of sparkling eyes and good complexions sacrificed to swing records at bedtime. But there is a lot of sound sense in that old expression, beauty sleep. Well, I don't see how things like that and posture and mannerisms and the other things will make a girl more popular if she's not pretty to begin with. Sometimes I'd like to shake you girls when you worry so much about being pretty or not being pretty. 
As though prisoners were a woman's only attraction. If you'd spend just one month doing everything I talked about, you wouldn't need to worry about being pretty or popular. You don't need to be worried about pretty or being popular. Well, that's the only way you're going to land yourself a husband. So listen to what I say. <laughs> I like and isn't that what you want out of life? What was like the the weirdest uh, like film that you saw? You know, in the old real real yeah. real films yeah. that they used to show. What was like the weirdest one you saw? <sighs> the weir- the weirdest one I recall was probably was like an anti marijuana film uh-huh. that we were shown in high school. Yeah. Like you know, like you know why you want to stay away from the drugs, like the marijuanas, and you know like you, you they'd show like videos of people all you know tweaked out and everything because yeah. they're high on the on the on the devil's lettuce on the wacky oh, yeah, tobacco. Wacky tobacco. It was and and it was like you know they've all been possessed by Satan. Whereas now, uh, in 2023, you may see a line outside of a dispensary of people who pretty much are the same people that were in that film. Oh, I, uh, the one I see, yeah, they probably are. Uh, the one I saw was uh, when I was in sixth grade. I think right when I was in sixth grade, they stopped kind of using the reel-to-reel thing. Like, that was the last year of that. Right. And then uh, it was, one of the films was about eating your vegetables, and these two young kids who were, <laughs> the set thing was set in, the, like, the 1960s. These two young kids refused to eat their vegetables, uh, and then they got marooned on a desert island by themselves, and the only thing they had to eat was green beans, and they wouldn't eat the green beans. It was just this box of green beans. So then they were rescued, but they had no hair. They were bald. Bald? They went bald because they didn't eat the green beans. So that was the lesson. That doesn't really happen that way. You know that. No, right? I understand yeah. that. Yeah, there's, that's not how you go bald. And uh, finally, uh, some residents of Hollister, California, are looking to get a 30-year-old sculpture removed from the front of their county administrative building because it looks too phallic. Here are three <laughs> residents, Cheryl, Alaya, and Valerie, talking about their feelings on the rock sculpture. Eight-foot stone sculpture that just happens to look like a penis. I will not tolerate that message from my county government. There are some women that feel they're offended to walk into this building with having this phallic symbol. I feel that the board needs to be sensitive to public sentiment. I think that sentiment has been there a long time, ever since it was just put up there. And ironically, and quite comically, the vote to do something about it was three to two. Mm. Three women voted. Let's figure out what we can do with this. Two men voted against it. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like an East Hampton school committee. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Uh, I'm looking at the picture. Oh, it's just three rocks stacked on top of each other, and I guess. If that's the way your dirty mind thinks, it sure. could look like a, uh, you know, a, a male's junk to you. Right. I haven't seen the picture, but I'm going to be examining it, probably putting it on my wall. It looks like Fred Flintstone's mailbox with the rocks. <laughs> that's all. That's what it is. No, but yeah. when you say mailbox, are you speaking in metaphorical terms? You know, there was a, there's a bar in Worcester called the mailbox, and it's spelled M-A-L-E-B-O-X. <laughs> it was right across from the rail yard, and I remember when I first started working there, like, Hey, you know, you want a good fresh drink after work, you should head over to the mailbox over there. (laughs) 
I never went in. You never went into no, the mailbox? No, because somebody was nice enough oh, to tell me what it was. That's too yeah. bad. I think he, if you would have fit right in. Uh, we got uh, we got a contest here. Yeah, we do. There are three home games left in the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds uh, schedule uh, before the, the playoffs kick off. We have uh, tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Providence Bruins. It is a Thunderbird Thursday, after all. You get four tickets to the game, four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner to the 10th caller at 293-1021. I should explain, though, that uh, tomorrow night's game is a Deuces Wild Friday. Uh, $2 cord light draft, $2 hot dogs, $2 sodas until the end of the first period, plus a pregame concert series. It's going to be a hell of a night. And again, 10th caller wins those tickets. So okay. good luck to you. There you go. 759 on Rock 102. Let's go while we're young. All right, sir. Trying to tee off. It's back. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 88 tomorrow. Sunny and hot with a high of 91. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Aaron Moran Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Thursday! Meow, 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 meow. All right, 293. 1021. Let me just set the rules so that nobody is unclear. I don't want to hear your filthy mouth. I don't want to hear your hate speech. And if you're calling for the Thunderbird Thursday, we already have a winner. Yes. So there you go. Those are the rules. The rules. Okay. Let's uh, let's hit the phones here and see what we got here. here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Robert. Hey, Robert. What's up? Nothing much. Just going, hoping to get some tickets to the hockey game. Yeah. Dude, we are. We, uh, we those are those are long gone already. Yeah, we uh, we were looking for caller ten. You're caller thirty seven. Uh, almost there. Huh? Almost oh, there. so close yeah. you could Sorry smell about it. That. Sorry, Robert. Hey, have uh, a good day, man. You too. Right, you too. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, ladies. It's Vince the plumber. How Vince, are you guys? Uh, good, Vince. Vince. What's up with you? Ah, uh, nothing much, man. Just loving this, uh, loving this spring weather, dude. I love this. Yeah, this it's great. It this is winter, nice. This winter really blue, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll have winter come but, uh, uh, come Monday. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, you know, just if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. It's going to change. You know, it's funny. Uh, nearly every state in the country says that, and they say, "Well, you know what they say about New England weather?" Yeah, they say that about every other place in America too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's right. But, uh, you know, just wanted to go uh, do a shout-out also to my boys over at Plimpton, my buddies over at Springfield Water and Sewer, and, uh, yeah, you guys have a great day. Hey, All thanks, right. Vince. Appreciate the, appreciate right, the call. All right. I wonder if the boys over at Plimpton go. Oh, God. That guy. I mentioned us again. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's the Hawkman calling from the lovely town of Ware. Hawkman. Hawkman. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? We're doing all right. What's going on with you, pal? Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know for the low price of $25 million, you guys can own the water and sewer department. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got- and they know it comes, it you know, comes with everything. You know, you're, you're, that's totally lost on us, but you're cracking your mother up right now, and that's uh, and that's really cool. I don't know who she is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, maybe you should think about financing that, uh, purchasing yeah. that facility. You're good for it. Well, I could do it, but, you know, I'll be the one in charge and so everyone's straight in this town and, you know. 
All right. Well, then, good luck. You got a lot of work ahead of you. Can you imagine that? You buy you you Steve buy a twenty five million dollar facility, and then all of a sudden you realize there's no handicap entrance to it. Well, well Nagel's calling to know to us and make something. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, we get to the bottom of that. We'll get the kids in the shop class to uh, build you a ramp. All right, one more thing, guys, for the Nagel's College of Knowledge. For everyone who smokes cigarettes and cigars, do not throw them outside during a red flag warning. Oh, very smart. That's a very smart thing. There you go. All right, Hawkman. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. Rock 102. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Harry Balzacki. Okay, what can we do for you? Uh, I was just wondering if they stocked any trout anywhere in the ponds around the area, if you got any updates on that. But um, fish. I know where you can find some brown trout. Oh, yeah? Yeah, at that uh, wastewater treatment facility up in Ware that uh, we were just talking about. A lot of brown oh, trout I'm in there. there right now. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah, All right. I bet you can do some oh, magnet fishing thanks. up there, too. Yeah, yeah, maybe get some needles, too. Yeah, there yeah, you there go. There you go. All right, well, thank you very much for the call. Uh, Rock 102... <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Andrew. Um, good morning, back to Nagel. How are you guys doing? Um, very good. What's on, what's on your mind today? Uh, on my mind today, I just want to I just want to wish everybody a really good morning, a really blessed morning, and um, hope you guys have a good time today and enjoy the weather, actually. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Appreciate Ooh. it. Look yeah, at, look and at I all want to the... give a shout-out to the Hume Transportation. Uh, they're awesome, and uh, God bless all of them. All right, all, all right. right. Well, thank you very much over there. Right. Thank you. Positive affirmation this morning. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Bobby. What's going on? Not much. What's on your mind today? Yeah, so I thought I could help you guys out with you. Every time you guys talk about cattle and birds, you don't understand how you get money for it. Well, right, how, so how does how it do work? Money? Stolen? All right, you cut off the cattle and birds and you take it home. You got to cut it open because you want to get the platinum out of the center. That's what they're getting. Right. Yeah. And then you got to melt it down. Okay. Bring it there as a as a chunk, so so it's so they're not going to know what it is. That seems like an awfully like meticulous process that uh, I wouldn't have time for. Ah, it's not. You can get the torches easily from any hardware store, especially Ace. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've got like a periodic uh, table of elements in front of you, but what is the exact melting point of platinum? Uh, I'm off the top of my head. I have no idea. Well, you certainly came off like some yeah, sort of expert. I, I, Mr. Expert coming yeah, up here telling us how to get money from something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but you can melt gold. You can melt lead. You can melt <laughs> all. All right. But listen, if all I'm right. going to test you on the science, I expect answers next time. All right. All right, buddy. Thank you. Very much. You too. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? This is Julie. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Excellent. Hi, I just had a comment about you guys were talking about the cupcakes the other day. Yeah. And I really think that the lady was right not paying for the cupcakes because any responsible dog owner would have had that thing tied up or put away in another room. Okay, but, you know, uh, sometimes a dog just uh, doesn't really pay attention to their boundaries. and will. However, the woman knew that the lady was coming to pick up the cupcakes. 
Okay. Well, you've, 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 that's a good point. Yes. All right. You know, what if she had brought a little kid with it or something? The dog jumped on the kid. All right. Yeah. But, but if you would end, end up horrible. All right. But, but then, then uh, let's back up here. Let's pretend that you're the woman that made the cupcakes. All right. Mm-hmm. And you spend hours on these cupcakes. And, and they, were, right. they were some of the greatest cupcakes that you've ever made. You know, works of art, really. And all of a sudden, the cupcakes are destroyed. You offered to uh, to uh, to uh, to get her new cupcakes for free, and she said no. Wouldn't you be a little uh, steamed by uh, by that? I would have made another batch that day and got a, got them to her that night. Oh. Well, they'll, they'll see. It only takes a couple get, hours. Guess you're better than everybody else, aren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. Anyway. You're welcome. All right. There you go. All right. Two nine three one zero two one. Phones are wide open. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? You guys got to get John back. You guys are way too goddamn positive this morning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we, you're right. We, uh, yeah. we need that dark cloud back, don't we? Yes, sir. All right, All right. thank you. Uh, uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? All right, Vince the Plumber again with the periodic table. Okay, Vince. What's so the answer? 3,200 3, degrees for platinum. 1,900 degrees for gold. All right. So here's my point. If it's 3,200 degrees for the melting point of platinum, who's got that kind of access to, to heat or uh, Why you know, some sort of melting? Why would you do it? It's too much yeah, work. You know, yeah, way too much work. Those crackheads are getting... Well, dude, they got, <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got it down pat. Like you said, 20, 20 to 30 seconds with the Sawzall. You're good to go. Well, listen, listen if, you, if, you could, if you're stealing that and melting it down, you probably stole the torch that is hot enough to melt that stuff, too. Oh, you know yeah, that dude yeah. is. You right. know that guy is definitely stealing a lot right. of stuff well, around he, town. He'd have to, because I'll tell you what, my, uh, my conventional oven only goes to about 550 degrees. That barely touches the surface on how much I'd have to need for, uh, for melting platinum. Oh, yeah, 100%. All, All right, right, boys. All right. Later. Good to talk a little science with everybody today. Rock 102. Oh, Jesus, really? You had to do it. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, hey, it's Wallace, the plumber in Connecticut. Oh, what, 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 is it, what is it, a plumbing convention? Yeah, it must be. I'm a... <laughs> but I'm the, I'm the real plumber, oh. not Vince. <laughs> wow, listen to you. What, what can we do for you? <laughs> Just want to say you guys doing doing a great job, and just wanted to say hello. Good morning. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good morning. All right. All right take yeah. care. Take another one. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? You talking to me? Hey. What's guy we are talking? Hey. What's up? Hey. Hey. Do ladies give away those tickets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <we do. laughs> Came away a long time ago. Yeah. You're caller number oh, 95. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the call. Let's take uh, one more, and maybe this will send us off. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? You talking to me? Hey, hey, now there's two in a row. What's up? Hey, it's George from Agawam. So you guys are pretty quick on the pickup and uh, whatnot, but I'm very surprised you're not using a piece of the Beastie Boys song where he goes, Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. I yeah, know. Somebody I know. suggested that to me the other day, and I didn't do it. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, tomorrow like a callback. Well, tomorrow we've got Doctor Vito Perone and his attorney in the studio, so maybe we'll play it then. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Because yeah. you know, like a year from now, if you just played that single little bit, people are automatically going to remember this whole mess that they created. Yeah, and you might going, "Hey, ladies." <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank right, you very thanks, much for the call. All right. Yeah, take one more. Go ahead. One more? Yeah, go okay. Ahead. What the heck? Rock 102. Hello. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, hey. I was calling for the uh, calling. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the air. Oh, okay. It's David the Plumber. Oh, man. <laughs> Three plumbers in one, one show? All right. What's, oh, on, okay, hey. what's on your mind? Just calling to say hey. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. okay just say hey. hey. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All right. Let me just let me just take a second here. Okay. Yeah. I don't like to gear my material towards any audience, but I'd like to make an exception because I was told there was a convention of plumbers in the area this week, <laughs> and I understand about thirty of them came down, uh, stayed at a hotel last night, listening to this show this morning. So before. <laughs> You know, I, can't, I got up this morning. I worked up a joke especially for those plumbers. Okay. Okay. Uh, so those of you who aren't plumbers, you probably won't get this. You won't think it's funny. But I think those of you who are plumbers will really enjoy this. And so if you're you're not a plumber, just please bear with me for a little bit and just kind of, you know, hold off on this. But I would like to do this for the plumbers. You ready okay. to go? Yes. All right. So this lawn supervisor was out on a sprinkler maintenance job, and he started working on a Finlay sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch gangly wrench. Well, then just then, this little apprentice leaned over and said, you can't work on a Finlay sprinkler with a <laughs> sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch wrench. Well, this infuriated the supervisor, so he went and got volume 14 of the Kinsley Manual and reads it to him and says, the Langstrom 7-inch wrench can be used with a Finley sprocket. Just then, the little apprentice leaned over and says, It says sprocket, not socket. <laughs> yeah. Were those plumbers supposed to be on this show this morning? <laughs> oh, very successful open line Thursday. That's why we normally do it on Friday. That's why we do. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home. And- Rock 102. You know, everyone's got a project that they want to finish around the house. Could be a home improvement or something that's absolutely necessary. Otherwise, your house is about to fall over and uh, fall into a big peep, uh, big uh, pile. Uh, Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done. Pick your project brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You could win $3,000 in cash, which you could use towards putting some relaxation in your summer with 21st century pools and spas, designing and, and installing secure and stylish perimeters at Valley Fence, shopping for kitchen and bath fixtures from Bay State Plumbing and Heating Supply, water pumps, water filtration from uh, Aqua Pump, or updating, updating or maintaining your HVAC system with Integrity Heating and cooling. All you got to do is go to rock102.com. You could win $3,000. One winner chosen at random. It's Pick Your Project brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at daveminerroofing.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You've been, uh, you've been following this Kid Rock thing with the, uh, with the Budweiser, the Bud Light? Yeah, I think it was the last week or the week before uh, he posted a viral video uh, shooting cases of Bud Light after the brand sent a commemorative can to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, marking the one-year uh, one anniversary of her gender transition. Uh, and he uh, he shot the cases of beer with a machine gun before turning back to the camera and says, F Bud Light and F Anheuser-Busch, referring to the company that, that owns Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, just days after his violent video, Rock posted the photo of him holding up a can of Happy Dad, despite the fact that the brand has also worked with a transgender influencer. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was the one that said, Budweiser screwed up. Uh, mm. Go with Happy Dad. What are you trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, I don't understand this. First of all, I never understood boycotts to begin with. You're boycotting a product because you don't agree with, you know, the way somebody handles the, you know, the, yeah. the, the ownership of the company. I just don't, I just don't 
go to places that, that if I found them offensive or not. But how many places do you go to anyway not knowing what the views of the people who own those companies are? Well, that's – I mean, like, you're absolutely right. Like, you don't you don't know what sort of uh, – nine out of ten times, I don't know what's going on at any place I'm at. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what – what they're thinking. I don't know what they do in their spare time. Yeah. I, I All I know is I go to certain places that yeah. I enjoy, and that's it. If I find out that there's something wrong with, say, like a Chick-fil-A or a Hobby Lobby, yeah. well, I'll be damned if uh, if I know anything is going on. Well, uh, Hobby Lobby's actually got some great deals on some arts and crafts. Oh, they get so many things. Yeah. So I, many things but to again, choose from. I, I don't go by a company's stance saying, I'm not going to go purchase anything there because of what your views are, because that's not why I'm going to your store. I'm going to your store because you offer a specific product that well, I want. Here's the thing that I don't really understand. I mean, you know, here there's there are people in this country that are so bothered that Bud Light uh, is is uh, is being uh, endorsed by a particular individual, regardless of how you feel about you know their background or who it is or whatever. That in itself should not be a reason to boycott a product. Boycott a product because it sucks. Because it's not good. Yeah. Or uh, there's better products uh, out there. Or they make better products than you know that particular. That's a reason to not to drink something. Well, I mean, I I, I get uh, you know there's a group of people out there who are obviously offended by uh, transgenderism and, and like but who all cares of, exactly? They, they, I mean, if everyone it's not, gets thirsty. Listen, it doesn't it doesn't affect me any anyway. Of course not. But I, I really have a hard time taking you know uh, telling oh, you you don't drink this stuff anymore. Uh, because hard, they have gay connotations to it, uh, says the guy who comes out on stage with a feather boa and a top hat. That's it. From now on, I'm drinking nothing but Trulies. Yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not drinking any of this homosexual stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking truly seltzers. I want something that's fruity. Yeah, fruity and manly. <laughs> Passion fruit, baby. Passion fruit. The manliest fruit in all of nature. Uh, it's it's just so ridiculous. So stupid. Yeah. I mean, honest, honestly, yeah. if you're that bothered by it, then yeah. maybe you really need yeah. to reconsider what's important in your life. Meanwhile, this should not be one of them. Meanwhile, eggs are still $7 a dozen, <laughs> and nobody seems to care. Oh, and yeah, yeah. there's still a pandemic out right, there. Yeah, yeah. It's 832. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western 35. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. For some reason, my screen is frozen. What's that all about? I don't know. What's going on with that? Uh, I don't know. I was uh, trying to get that story about those catalytic converters. Uh, we'll do this other one first about the graveyard up in Northampton. One by one, family members arrived at a Northampton cemetery Monday and Tuesday to learn whether a car that veered off the road in the dead of night had taken out their loved one's headstones and an out-of-control path through the graveyard. As the, and as they checked which grave markers were knocked over, chipped, demolished, or escaped harm, a teenager, Holyoke 19-year-old uh, Matthew Fontaine Delude, appeared in courtroom across town on a charge of drunk driving connected to the crash. Bits of car and granite littered a corner of St. Mary's Cemetery even after a strenuous three days of cleanup for the cemetery crew. I've been doing this for 33 years. I've never seen a car do this much damage, said Chris Bailey of uh, Dorsey Memorials in Amherst, who is uh, assessing the damaged grave markers. 
some of the people who filed in, who filed in to inspect their family's gravestones were lucky. Their relative was buried far enough away from the road. Others were not. One woman arrived to find the stone marking of where her father's family is buried had been clipped by some form of flying debris. The chips were beyond repair, too deep to be polished out. A new stone could cost as much as $15,000. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, that's crazy. That's a, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, even like the those ones that are just like a plaque in the ground. Yeah. Those can be anywhere between like uh, like 400 to 1500 hours. Well, you remember I was telling you the other day about, uh, you know, I was wondering how much it was to engrave a stone. Yeah. The actual stone cost a hell of a lot more than just the engraving part on there. That's what my mother was talking about when she said I was trying to save you kids money by she bought the stone 20 years ago when my dad passed away. Right. And then had the thing set up with her name on it, which is still a little morbid. Like, you know, I I know that's your final resting place, but it just seems kind of weird with your birth year and then the dash. 250 bucks. That's two, how much it is two to, numbers? to put no, the four numbers. Well, she should have like you said the other day, she yeah, should have put the put first two. The two zero. Yeah, right. You're being a little hopeful, mom, thinking you're going to live into 2100. Well, would they have cut the price down by 50%? No, probably not. It's probably like a standard rate of like how many letters you can get or whatever. This guy just gave me a quote. They do bring the machine right out to the gravestone. Oh, it's not a guy with a little chisel? No, it's uh, that, that's uh, how, what are they? How, what's that phrase? Gone with the way of the. Um, um, you know what I mean? Um, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like something has gone out yes. of fashion. Yes. What is it? What, are they, what is that? Phrase? I don't know. I'm too stupid to remember. That, what that I is. don't. Re- I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, throughout Monday and Tuesday, the cemetery staff and volunteers righted the toppled headstones and gathered the shattered pieces of the grave markers that had not survived the car's 150-foot cannonball path across the burial ground. As they worked, a woman pulled her car to a stop and peered out the window. I was just coming to see if my mother's was still standing, she said, and it was. Charlie Borowski, who lives down the road from the cemetery, says his family was buried elsewhere in the graveyard. I don't know how somebody could go through this many stones and keep going. I've heard of kids coming coming in and tipping stones over, but to drive in 100, 150 feet is just crazy. It is, a, it is pretty wild that at least one of them wouldn't have stopped the car. Um, Especially one of, like if you hit one of them big ones, like the big yeah, family well, flat I mean, ones. Well, the thing is, I mean, how deep are those things buried into the ground? I uh, mean, that, they're not just placed there, right? I, I don't know anything about how, how gravestones work. There, I, you're, I you're right. There must be a footing to them. There's got to be. But then, like, ha, but doesn't the stone just sit on top of the footing? I would think so. Unless it's dry. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you got a you got a car that's 2,000 pounds, you know, hitting a, hitting a stone, you either crack the stone or you pull it right out of the ground. Gone, I don't know how that works. Gone the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, well. that was the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> I didn't mean to, to steamroll. No, no, no. It's, it's it's quite all right. I just had to. Uh, think. So so those big giant uh, the big giant obelisks in a, uh, in a in a in a in a grave site. Right. What are those worth? What are those going to cost you? Probably. I bet you that's the fifteen thousand dollar one they're talking about. Hmm. How much do you think that one in uh, Forest Park is worth? That mausoleum over there. Oh, that's that's a pretty penny right there. Mausoleums don't come don't come cheap. No, they don't. They do not. I'm trying to, oh, here, here's the, the, the story that I was trying to get to about the catalytic converters. The seven Western Massachusetts men arrested on Wednesday morning who police 
uh, said stole more than 470 catalytic converter car parts worth at least $2 million in Massachusetts and New Hampshire over the past two years have been identified by the Mass State Police. The department stated officials from the FBI and state police oversaw the investigation operation Cut and Run, and officials uh, ex- executed arrest and search warrants across the western part of the state on April 12th. More than 70 local police departments were involved, along with state troopers and federal agents, with a total of 78 law enforcement agencies included overall. A press conference at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston was held at 11 a.m. on the operation on Wednesday, and the men have been federally charged for their involvement in the criminal work. A maroon Acura car owned by 35-year-old Rafael Davila, also known as Robin Hood, because he robs from the, the rich, rich and gives to the, the poor. poor. Right, right. Uh, was linked by officials to a large number of catalytic converter thefts held throughout Massachusetts and New Hampshire, resulting in the search and arrest takedown on Wednesday morning, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The catalytic converter thefts involved at least two people wearing dark clothing who would target both residential and commercial vehicles. The office uh, called the individual skilled and stated that they could locate and cut away the catalytic converter from a vehicle within a minute in most instances. Wow. That's a... That's some shabby skills you got working. Yeah, that's. Uh, Would you want to bring uh, guys who can break through metal that quickly into a cell? <laughs> yeah, but they don't have the tools in the cell. They, they, they can't bring a, saw, a sawzall into a into a prison cell. No, you can't bring a sawzall into a prison cell. But uh, you know, uh, what about the? You know, you've seen the Shawshank any number of prison movies. Oh yeah, where yeah. the contraband gets uh, put in there. I guess all you need are a couple of spoons and a uh, Rockwell Welch poster, and you're practically out of there. That's kind of what we're getting at here. Uh, you know, we were talking about Major League Baseball games earlier. Yeah. Uh, they made several changes, Lear, including that pitch clock, which has drastically shortened game times. Yes. Nine-inning games are down 31 minutes from an average of three hours, nine minutes last year, to two hours, 38 minutes this year. This is the fastest average time since 1984. That's what I like. You like a shorter game? A shorter game. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, a, a, a game is supposed to go for as long as it needs yeah. to go. Most people uh, seem to like the changes, but there's one problem. Shorter, faster games means there's less opportunity for fans to spend money on the at the ballpark on concessions, merchandise, and, of course, beer. Uh, historically, teams have stopped selling alcohol after the seventh inning, but four teams have already pushed that back to the eighth inning now. Now you're talking business. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, get them all liquored up before they drive home. <laughs> uh, those teams. That's are the, just responsible business. The Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Twins, and the Brewers, and a handful of other teams are still talking about following suit with that particular uh, policy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 87. Tomorrow, sunny uh, with a high of 91. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Spring into action at Leah Toyota Wilbraham with construction almost. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 852 in Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And it's going to be uh, hot and sunny today with a high of 87. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high of 91. It is currently 66 in downtown Springfield. I'm sure it'll be far more seasonable on April 29th during the fourth annual <laughs> run for Rick's Place. Maybe a little bit more yeah. comfortable to run in. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, Rick's Place uh, for families and children and helps people with grief support uh, in their time of need. And in the studio with us is uh, Therese Ross and Bill Scatellini. Right? Thank you. Did we get that right? I, you didn't, did. I didn't screw yeah. up your name this time. No, this I would have screwed up his name because that's just what I do for a living. Uh, but welcome. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for being here this morning. Good and morning. Thanks you're for here having us. To talk about the uh, the fourth annual run for Rick's Place, which yes. is coming up on the 29th. So it's happening Saturday, the 29th mm-hmm. at Minnetonka Regional High School. 
and folks can register between now and Saturday so that they can get a t-shirt Mm-hmm. And registrations are open until the 29th, the day of the race. Yeah, you can actually register while you're right there. Yes, you can. Now, I won't be running this year, but I'll be uh, I'll be hey. doing the music and the MC and all that other good stuff. And what time do we kick that off? So we kick that off at 8 a.m. Oh, man, it's early. <laughs> it was a little bit later in the day, maybe. Yeah, well, the run starts at 9, yeah. so we want people there having a good time at 8. Now, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of things here on the, uh, the website uh, uh, for it. There's the 5K. There's the virtual 5K, and there's the mile-and-a-half walk. Now, the virtual 5K, uh, that sounds like more my speed. Like, I'm not going to break a sweat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to injure myself in a virtual 5K. Is that uh, is that safe to say? Like, I could do it, like, from my home? Sure, you could do it virtually. <laughs> you right. could either do it or not do it. It's, uh, oh. <laughs> I like the way this is working out. Yeah, good. Uh, Glad to hear it. <laughs> M- most of the tasks we give backs are virtual uh, yeah, like you know, virtual responsibilities, yeah. virtual pay. He uh, he's running the Boston Marathon next week. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. The hell, I am virtually. No, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, we've had you guys in for for a number of years, and it's a really you know it's a really wonderful cause and a, a wonderful organization. For people that don't know enough about Rick's Place, I know we've talked about it before, but reiterating what the the the, the mission is is pretty important. Tell us a little right. bit about it. So we provide free grief support to youth and their families, kids from ages 5 to 18. And we provide peer support model, which means that kids are together in groups with other kids who have experienced the loss of someone significant in their life. And the adults are in a group. And Steve, you know this. This is close to your heart from personal experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, today actually happens to be the anniversary of my, uh, my wife's death, uh, which was six years ago. And one of the first things that I was scrambling to do was try to find like somebody can help me with this because I'm like I don't know what I'm doing, and uh, I reached out to uh, to t- 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 to you I believe uh, the first time and you you do wait though after after a death uh, of a loved one because and and tell us why yeah. you do that a little so bit. so we wait about three or four months after the initial loss because really that fog that folks are in after someone important dies, is just so intense. And you can't really benefit from the peer support so much. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you know personally, when you get together with those other adults who are parenting a kid who's now without someone important in their life, it's a really hard thing to do. Parenting's hard, and it's exponentially harder. Absolutely. Uh, I know that, you know, for the kids anyway, you know, there's significant activities that are done. Now, again, this isn't therapy. We have to uh, emphasize that. I always like to remind people it's not therapy, but it has therapeutic aspects to it. The right. kids do projects. They do things to, to talk about uh, maybe some things that are bothering them about missing their loved ones or what they miss about them so much. And on the adult portion of that, uh, it is such a great support group for other people who are dealing with the same thing, especially if you're a parent of, of you know, maybe the surviving parent or maybe uh, you had a, a sibling that passed away that was a really important role, played a really important role in your fa- family's lives. It's it's comforting to know that while every death is unique, all the themes are the same that go along with the grieving after that. And I can't thank Rick's place enough for the the amazing things that it has done for me and my girls. 
So there you go. Uh, that's your ad for. Uh, hey, where's my fifty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, you, but seriously. Yeah, I mean, you need. Really, yeah. Yeah, those really important points about reducing isolation. Kids feel as if they are the only ones who've had this significant loss, and then they get together with other kids. And they recognize I'm not the only one. And then the grown up gets support from being with other grown ups who understand what it is to solo parent or to live in a, a family now that's so different than it was when that other person was alive. Yeah. And I know from my own personal experience, you know, I was dealing with things uh, that are nor- that are normal, like child behaviors. And you're trying to like distinct between is this because of the death of their mom or is this because they're just being the age that they are and this is the kind of behaviors that come along with that and that was really really helpful for me because you do kind of in my own self i'm very critical of the way i handle things and i don't know if i'm doing it right or not but it's always nice to hear from other adults going it's okay like like you're gonna get through this and you know, and then you offer your own insight to, to somebody else who, who might need their help, too. So it's, 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 it's a wonderful organization, and I'm really proud to be a part of it, and I really thank you guys for, for doing all the things that you do. Well, we thank you yeah. for your support. You know, it's a community experience, right? You, once you're a Rick's Place family, you're always a Rick's Place family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't attend meetings anymore, but, but the, it's not one of these things where, where you're locked into, to, to, you know, when you sign up, it's not like, well, you have to be here every week or you have to, you know, they'd like you to be part of the program, but we don't need it now. Right. And if yeah. you needed it again, you could come back. Absolutely. That's the way yeah. it works. The uh, the annual run, you said it is on uh, Saturday starting at uh, Minnetonka. If somebody wanted to participate and to, uh, or even to volunteer, what should they do? So they should jump on our website, ricksplacema.org. And register for the run. I'm glad you brought up volunteers. Our organization is so grateful for the incredible volunteers we have. Board member volunteers like Bill here. And all of our grief group facilitators who are volunteers. We couldn't do our grief support work without the incredible volunteers we have. And then, and then when you're done, well, here's what you can't do now. The, sh- the comedy show that I have that same night has sold out. So there, there, But that's also to benefit Rick's Place as well. But it's a whole day of Rick's Place stuff. Uh, going on the 29th, so I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Saturday the 29th, yeah. Rick's Place Day. Right. There, you, there go. you go, Trace Ross and Bill Scatolini. I did it right, Bill. You did, Bex. Thank oh. you very much yeah. for that. <laughs> very, very good, good, yeah, good, I'm, good to, I'm glad I finally got it right. Oh, well, it's one thing you do. <laughs> You're going to find out more. Go to ricksplacema.org. Guys, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you Appreciate so it. much. It's just about 9 o'clock on Rock 102.